Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. Here we go in a, again, another year, another IPL auction. It, it feels like we just went through one of these. This one is not going to be a mega one, but to look ahead to it all, I have with me Rana Kapoor and Nagraj Golapuri. Nagraj, all the way from London. Rana, where are you at? Are you headed to Kochi? Are you going to Kochi? I am in Andheri, and if I travel from Andheri to Kochi, <laughs> these days, I will reach faster than if I travel from Andheri to Loparel, which is where our lovely offices now are. The Disney mm. Star offices. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's true. Listener, if you don't know what he's talking about, just go on Twitter and type Andheri out. You, you'll get all the information that you need. Naga, how are you? It's, in, it's an early morning for you uh, right now. Are you fresh? Are you awake? Are you looking forward to the auction? A little birdie tells me you may be going on leave during the auction as well. What's that about? You can take my job. You're a good reporter. <laughs> Your is in place. <laughs> yes, it's holly jolly time. We're getting ready for the annual leave, but then the auction just has arrived two days before Christmas. <laughs> so it's not going to be, it's, 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 I don't know, I usually look forward to an auction, but this is an auction I don't want to be looked forward to because it's going to spoil a lot of, and I can, I think I can speak for a, quite a few overseas contingent that is going to be present at the auction because they would have to just check in and check out as soon as they can to ensure that they are there in time back home for Christmas. So yeah, I mean, this auction is like quite a, the timing of this auction is quite unique. <laughs> just like to, I just like to say, if you want to uh, buy in on uh, why the timing of the auction was so close to Christmas, which is obviously a challenge for foreign coaches and a lot of other people and Nagaraj, um, <laughs> is that and Naga was telling us that the auction was likely to actually happen by now, 16th or 17th December, right? And we are recording this. Sunday the 18th, the morning of the FIFA World Cup final. So I believe among the dignitaries attending the elusive final in Qatar is also uh, the BCCI secretary. So because <laughs> Mr. Shah is there, uh, oh. this auction can obviously wait. So no problem at all. I'm happy with it. So Nagaraj and all have an easy life. So, you know, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. yeah so December uh, yeah, 20th. I mean, even if they didn't attend, I'm not sure if today would have been the time for the auction. Though they could have had the auction in Qatar, in my view, it would have, it should yeah. have been everybody <laughs> get, get in Fantini <laughs> to kind of raise the paddle or something. It would have been fun, yeah. You wouldn't have mind doing that. Um, yeah, should we get on to yeah, to December 23rd is when it is happening in, in Kochi. Before we get on, though, Naga, to, to, the, to the auction in itself, Ronak, I wanted to ask you, after the auction last year, there was a lot of talk about maybe the IPL needs to move away from the system. I, where, where do you stand on that? Are you still on board with an auction or would you like to now, going forward, see a draft, etc., etc.? I think if you talk to most coaches and players uh, from what is the fairer system of squad selection, they will always say draft. Uh, there's no doubt about it. In fact, the auction, a lot of franchises, a lot of coaches, teams, Naga will endorse this. They don't look forward to it because a large part of their plans, it often gets messed up. Most coaches will tell you that you cannot predict for auctions because you probably get 20% or 30% right at an auction. So, you know, your job is on the line at the end of the day. And there are so many vagaries to an auction which have only been further complicated with the 10 teams and the two new teams. So, uh, if you look at a sporting front, no doubt a draft is a fairer way to ensure, you know, that uh, uh, that player selection happens in a more sort of uh, judicious manner. But from a viewer point of view, the auction is fantastic. Like it's so mm. unique because it is so crazy and so unpredictable. 
uh, it gives us so much more to talk about. I mean, these drafts around the world just happen and we report it literally, you know, with a printout. Like it comes our way and we just put it out, right? There's right. real yeah. uh, conversation. We, have. we I doubt we'd be doing a draft um, special podcast for the <laughs> IPL draft it would ha- if it were to happen. The fact that this gives us so much more to uh, play with, I think from a media and a spectator and a viewer interest point of view, it's great. But yeah, I, I do believe if you're looking at it from the fairness of a tournament, there should be a draft. Before before we get into the players that were up for grabs, Naga, any of the trades, any of the releases uh, surprised you? Which one stood out the most? In fact, for, for me, like it, it was Lockheed Ferguson uh, from going from Titans to KKR. And now Ashish Nehra is saying that Gujarat Titans need a, need a fast bowler. I was not surprised as much as I was... Cursing myself for not breaking that news. Even if it's... Pretty <laughs> <laughs> <Your> priority. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a newsman, you need to kind of... Yeah. Um, no, but Lockheed Ferguson is interesting. But every franchise I've spoken to, let's talk... The two two, the two big names that uh, were involved in the trade of Ferguson from GT to KKR. And KKR was also involved in the other big trade, which was Shadul Thakur from Delhi Capitals. And you would wonder why. Why are these two teams releasing two good names? Because as replacements, I mean, these guys have done pretty okay. And you're, you're going to end up buying... You don't have a replacement as such for someone like Shardul Thakur. A like-for-like replacement in India, especially an Indian all-rounder. Name an Indian all-rounder who comes close to Thakur in the last three, four years. He might not be a big name like Hardik Pandya, but still, he's still some... He, he's got some pedigree. So that that surprised me, but it looks like people are saying they wanted to uh, kind of make go to the auction with a stronger purse, which means if you're going to the auction with a stronger purse, you have a player in mind you want to buy. Clearly, you want to be in a position to buy that player and who that player will be revealed on 23rd, but they clearly have this kind of a thing. Uh, so yeah, the surprise factor, yes, I think more than Ferguson, it was Shardul for me. Why Shardul went or Delhi released Shardul? Ranak, anyone for you? Or shall we get into the players? No, so I I actually wasn't as surprised by the Shardul release. I get Naga's point, uh, if you look at it holistically, that you do not get that category of player that Shardul Thakur is in the auction. But if you look at it from the point of view of Delhi, and I could see where they're coming from here, basically Shardul Thakur was not bowling four overs for them. Uh, mm-hmm. and was not performing the role that you would want a player that you've been paying over 10 crore to perform. So if you are to use the logic in that sense, uh, I mean, they have Kamlesh Nagar Koti, who is a similar skill set, a bowler who should be giving you four, who can bat a bit, right? And who is a gun fielder too. Maybe he's improving every year. But uh, I can understand why they actually let go of Shardul because he just wasn't a good fit for Delhi given the bowling options they have. They're not really so worried about their bowling. But if you're paying a player 10 crore uh, whose primary job is to be a bowler, I don't think he was used well as well to his potential. He was bowling with the new ball. CSK gave him a very different role. So when you've decided that, no, I'm not going to be using him in the middle because I've got no K or I've got Mustafizur or I've got two spinners in Kuldeep and Aksar, and then in that case, you've decided that this guy doesn't fit in my team. So I think it was just that. I thought it was almost a given that they would have let go of Shardul. The Lockie Ferguson one intrigues me more. Because I feel like uh, Gujarat believed that they could win without Lockie, given how they ended up winning. He played two games out of their last five. He barely mm-hmm. bowled quota. And he had more of an impact in the first few games last season. And because Alzari Joseph and Hardik Pandya, the bowler, came to the party, you felt like, you know what I can do without Lockie? I'll probably get in maybe 
Matt Henry or Kane Richardson or someone cheaper for that instead. But I think Lockie is, you know, world class, and there are actually not a lot of gun uh, overseas fast bowlers in this as well. So I was surprised with the Lockie Ferguson uh, trade off. Uh, not so much with with Shardul Thakur. Okay, four hundred and five players. Leaders, I, I I mean, uh, we'll talk even later, perhaps on the Shardul thing. I do have the point on why DC might have bought. If you look at, I mean, do we want to talk about it now or do we want to talk about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking offline, right, Naga, and you were saying DC may have a very specific strategy here at this auction. So let's let's go ahead with it. Right now, um, about Delhi strategy, but talking about Shardul, like if you look at, in fact, I'm just checking my notes last year, Punjab Kings, Gujarat Titans, Delhi Capitals, CSK, and then eventually Capitals somehow get Thakur. Now, one reason they would have gone for Shardul is remember where the IPL was held last year. Yeah. It was held in Bombay. And that was one thing they would have thought that local currency that he knows about, the local, uh, the pitches, the conditions, etc. He has performed there, he's grown up there. So that played a role in his price going to that kind of a level where it was. And then, as Ronak said clearly, yes, uh, that he was bold in the power play, which is not his forte. His forte is like bowling in the middle overs especially. And that's mm-hmm. where CSP used and Dhoni used him well. So that's one reason. But now that the IPL is going to be played across the country, Mm. Why release a player that you're not going to get? So, uh, anyway, coming to DC, I just feel that DC have, uh, what do DC have? DC have 19.45 crores, right? Yeah. They have 20 players already in the squad. They need two overseas players. Last year, they have only seven overseas players, correct me if I'm wrong. So, they could still stick to that. Now, they could just go for one player and get away with it. Their auction would be over. They could yeah. get that just one player. And who could be that one player? I'm not sure if... <laughs> okay, everyone will think Sam Curran, but their overseas lot in the first 11 is already set. They have Warner, Marsh, Powell, and Nokia. Yep. So you would think a backup. Now, you wouldn't want a Curran as a backup. You would, or, or for that matter, Stokes. Is Cam Green one of the guys people are, the franchise circuit is thinking that DC might go because of pointing to Cam Green? Um, it's Cam Green has never played IPL, so you know, mm. no. But he can fit the backup material. He's a guy who is young. And you can look at from the future point of view to bank on. So that's one name that people are talking about. But I don't know whether it, it works out. What do you reckon? Um, I I think Delhi got bigger holes than, uh, than a player who essentially you want to play at the top of the order. You want to try and play Cam Green in the most comfortable position given it's his first IPL. So if you're going to make Cam Green finish... Or bat five six, which tends to be the way teams used to look at the overseas all rounder. You know, Stoinis, Holder. All your jobs is to bat in the middle and play the tough overs. But that is a likelier chance that gives him the likely chance to fail. So if you want to play Cam Green, you play him in the role that he plays for Australia. You play him at the top of the order. And Delhi have a pretty crowded top order with Warner and Prithvi Shaw uh, and a number of guys who want to be batting high. I think the bigger problem is uh, they just were continuously carrying Lalit Yadav when he doesn't seem like he fits into this team. He's a good backup player. I don't think he's a great 11. So you need to find an, uh, somebody who bats in the middle order and someone who can bowl you some spin. Akash Vashisht has been brought up. So I actually think they'll pay good money for some of their Indian domestic guys because mm-hmm. they don't, they have a good solid overseas for as Naga points out. Somebody like Mustafizur is going to be in reserve who was really good for them last year. So they actually have a pretty good uh, lot there. The only other overseas player I think you'd rather look to 
replace i'm not looking at just a backup see if you if you go into the auction thinking you want backups for someone like warner then you pick up somebody at base price you don't really you know break your bank for it in case warner's not available or injured you play this guy like you had with seifert last year but for certain positions you're not sure of the, whether this guy is going to be in your 11 throughout if rovman powell has four or five bad games are you going to stick with rovman powell till the end right so for me that becomes a bigger question mark because rovman powell i think the jury is still out on him there were one or two really good innings but even after being made vice captain for the west indies in what was the most disappointing and disastrous world cup for the west indies we're not seeing rovman powell uh you know come up with the consistency that you expect uh from a guy in that position so i think harry brook becomes a really exciting option for them he fits nicely in that 4 5 uh sort of slot so that's one guy i've written down if you want to go hard go for a guy who you likely will play in your 11 and there's a good chance that harry brook could play ahead of rovman powell and then powell as a backup becomes you know a more interesting uh, a more lucrative option uh, other than that uh, sam karan fits better in this team than cameron green if they are going to go with naga's tactics of bursting that 19 crore on essentially one player so i think then you got a guy look at a guy who plays in that middle lower middle order who can bowl at different phases of the game and karan has shown that so a lot of teams want sam karan but i don't no, but, think but, a lot of them have the right sort of uh, use for him delhi certainly do but mr marsh is a question mark right like i mean we he's he's out of the bbl right now so we don't know if he'll be back in time for for the ipl they they could go with a for a marsh replacement Yeah, that's so the, the, that, that's the thing that I guess for DC the issue is not just looking as a backup, but someone who can also play if suddenly Mitch Marsh kind of a guy who is mm. injury prone, uh, and also with Australia players. The other thing is, I'm just saying, Cam Grew. It's not going to be the, they might want an all rounder only because not just a batter, but a someone all rounder. Robin Paul also doesn't bowl too much, correct? Yeah. So and you want someone who can bowl a little also. So <sighs> hence I felt that. do they think that way now i laughed at myself <laughs> because i was thinking if i had that kind of a purse right and i have this team this is my way of thinking but on a for a team's point of view how does the player yeah. fit into the um, strategy how what's the availability i mean there are different factors so we don't yeah. need to and, and those franchises nagas absolutely right you know we look at it because it's not our money so we just go like you know what up <laughs> there and get them and even if you're paying 17 crore and putting a karan or putting some uh, putting green on the bench big deal you're depriving him of playing in another player you ask a franchise oh you're paying 17 crore to this guy who's sitting on your bench throughout or is likely to play three or four games they're going to go crazy and that's essentially king gautam yeah remember king gautam yeah some some franchises do it and they, yeah. that is the reason for their success too i mean csk have no qualms picking a guy for 9 10 crore and saying okay if he fits he fits if he doesn't no big deal but not every franchise is like that Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Delhi will be in contention as one of the big spenders, possibly at the auction. Will we see a player go for an all-time most expensive buy? The current record is held by Chris Morris, sixteen point five crore. Or, or would you say that the record is held by Rajasthan Royals, who bought him for that price? Nada, in in a piece you have written, and I quote: "Don't be surprised if Sam Curran breaks the all-time record for the most expensive buy at an IPL auction. Why? Tell us, Nada." 
Yeah, I was dying for a lead line. What to introduce? You also, yeah. You didn't need to just bring that up. <laughs> you could have come up with some uh, very deep, uh, well thought answer. You are also telling us that you just for a clickbait headline. I mean, I, okay, I'll make a case. He's player of the tournament, no, no, player I mean, of the final, no, no, and no, the twenty twenty cup. Obviously, uh, think about it. World Cup player of the final, World Cup player of the tournament, mm. uh, which is a good timing for uh, for players also when it, the auction IPL auction happens a month or two. Like even I guess a couple of years back, the same thing happened when or was it? Uh, yeah, Mitchell Marsh. When he remember that Mitchell Marsh and uh, Matthew Wade, these guys kind of performed well in Dubai and they they kind of got a good price and good. Uh, they, they they attracted a lot of bidding from different franchises. So with Karan, he's already proved. I think he's already proved that what he can do. And more importantly, I think franchises will bank him for the future point of view. Yeah, you yeah. want that, and you don't know how the rules are going to change. Franchises are really pressing hard from twenty twenty four not to have a mega auction. They want, I think, to have something where they can retain the uh, the the structure they've created. And then maybe the other players can be bought by our draft or something possibly. So if you have a current right now in your rank, someone like that who's at least available for five years safely, you can say that if he stays fit, that's a good investment. So I don't mind, they will say, I don't mind investing about whatever, 16, 17 crores. That is what we would think would be the minimum price he would attract at this rate. And why we think that will come to that is because at least four to five franchises want an all-rounder. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely want an all-rounder. And that price is going to... And the moment... And SRH, if if one of the two franchises, even one of the two franchises who have the biggest purse, which is namely SRH and Punjab, start the bidding, a rival is going to... Even if that player... Even if that uh, rival franchise doesn't want current, they will inflate the price. They will bring it to a point. And this is the trouble also. Another point I can bring is of having a bigger purse, it's a headache. I think it's a bigger headache than having a smaller purse. Because right now, Saraj have 42. Everyone thinks that they can buy anyone. No, they can't buy everyone they yeah. want. They have a lot of holes to fill. They have at least uh, 8 to 10 slots to fill. Doesn't matter what the names are, but they have to get those numbers. And how do mm. they get it? If, if they pay like half that money on one player or close to half that money on one player, yeah. they need to then think about who I get. Because they're also looking at a playing 11 point of view. So yeah, uh, coming back to Karan... His, his form, his impact performance, his a, ability to kind of, he has shown the ability to kind of improvise a lot. He has learned when he came first time to the IPL, in, when Punjab bought him for 7.2 crores, he didn't do that well. They released him. Um, the next year, CSK uh, bought him. He didn't do that straight away. Like imagine 2021 also, he played about nine odd games or something. Mm. But he showed signs that he can develop into a very good player. He can fit into the strategy. He can perform that role of Fleming or Dhoni was throwing at him. He learned how to, he picked up on pace. He started bowling the little bouncers. He now can bowl like at any point. And he can come and play as a pinch hitter. So yeah, I mean, that's that's why I feel Karan will be possibly the most expensive buy at an auction. Sam Karan was in our studios, uh, Rana, throughout the summer for, yeah. for, for, a, for a lot of time. Do you have any 
inside knowledge, the inside track on where yeah. he's going to head next. Well, I, I I know for a fact that the CSK fans love him. I remember we did yeah. some videos with him, and the comments were all CSK fans saying, "Please come back to us. Please come back to us." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know what happens to players once they do a little bit of broadcast. Their stock just right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Especially if Ronald signs them. <laughs> but yeah, well, well, let me run through my list and show you whose careers I've destroyed also. But anyway, uh, but on Sam Parin, you're right. Uh, it's not just a social media thing. He loves CSK and he's not new in that. Everyone loves CSK. You talk to players that have played over at a dozen franchises like Robin Utapa, who was with us, actively working with us last year or so. They'll just tell you that CSK treats you the best. Right, better than anyone else. So whether you're a kid like Karan who came in well before his white ball career took off, or you could be Harbhajan Singh who's played all his life for Mumbai Indians and almost been ingrained with his rivalry for CSK and then gone to CSK and only spoken in the highest terms of how that franchise is. So it tells you something about the culture of the franchise. It is no surprise that they've been so successful. It's no surprise that Dhoni and Fleming are the only two people that have held their jobs for as long as they have you know, in the history of the tournament. And that that feeling is almost instantly felt by anybody, including somebody like Karan. So if you ask Karan right now, he'd be hold, keeping his fingers crossed and begging and hoping and praying that he ends up at a team like Chennai. And I think if Chennai, Chennai will go as aggressively for him as they possibly, yeah. their budget will stop them. But he fits perfectly. Like Naga's covered all the points. There's no negative reason for Sam Karan. Like with the, what we're talking about in his IPL career was well before he was... You know, this quality or this caliber of a T20 player. He's a left-hander, which Green and Stokes are. And he bats lower down the order. He can be used as a floater, which you're not quite sure of Green. And you know you can't use with Stokes with the history of the IPL. Uh, the fact that he's younger. Uh, the fact that he's got this sort of great uh, uh, this temperament as well, which he's shown for England. And the World Cup couldn't come at a better time for him. Even for Punjab, uh, while they had a flat season, he got a hat-trick that time with them. He was coming into his own. He took to white ball cricket. So there is no reason why Sam Curran, like if you're comparing Curran versus Stokes versus Green, there's no doubt Curran will be the most sought after player. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, I, if there is a player that is likely to go 17 crore, 18 crore, it's going to be Curran. That being said, this is the other thing I've kind of just drawn from again, how franchises think about players and money. One, a lot of them tend to think like certain players perform at a certain price. And therefore, even if Karan is valuable for all the reasons we've mentioned, the minute we start paying 10, 12, 14, 15 for him, we may not get that. That was an impression, certainly with Chris Morris. It became a thing with Glenn Maxwell. I think it's still Karan isn't there yet because Karan hasn't really had a really bad season at a high price for us to make that judgment. But franchises tend to be cautious about how much they spend beyond a certain point. That's why you don't always see... Uh, the 16 crore barrier broken or the 15 crore barrier broken. I know that Sunrisers with Tom Moody's experience in our studio, uh, we thought they were going to get Ishan Kishan last year, right? He was going to be the most mm. sought after player and surely no matter what Mumbai go up with, Sunrisers can outmuscle them. Well, the Sunrisers management eventually decided that Kishan is not worth 15 and a half and that is also not wrong. So it is not wrong for us to think that, oh, Sunrisers have the most money, they must get Kishan. But it is also not necessarily an incorrect call to say at the table, no, I'm not paying 15 and a half for him. So it's so unique how this damn auction works that if current should current demand 20 crore? Yeah, for all the critical reasons we've mentioned. Will he go to 20 crore or 18 crore or 19 crore? Maybe not because a franchise will think, why the hell am I paying this guy the money that I'm paying Rohit Sharma plus Bumrah combined? You know, it's, it's, it could very well be that way. But, but you would pay you know, Ben Stokes that money. He seems uh, like 
someone who can handle any pressure of any price tag yeah no i wouldn't i no? would not pay so much for ben stokes uh, wow. uh i know one or two teams will really go for him and again mm. stokes will have a big payday uh, but stokes has been a disappointment in the ipl with the exception of one season with rps which of course nicely segues me to who will likely go after him. <laughs> he has only been successful as a super giant so it is likely that the super giants will go all out for him there were a lovely little spot vacant at number 3 andy fla believes he's the greatest value a player brings gautam gambhir has said over the years that no players had the impact that stokes has had he fits in that team perfectly so if anyone goes all out for stokes it's going to be lucknow if he ends up anywhere else in my view he's going to mess up their 11 uh, naga will tell you what the franchise are telling him and i know some of them really want to go for 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 stokes but i think outside of lsg most of the places he doesn't fit um boss franchises don't tell me anything it's that difficult i don't want to pretend as if our franchises are telling me this and that hello i don't mind not doing this job but, but this is like no no going back to your ishan kishan point i would actually want to say why they would have pulled out because the rival franchise that was involved might have but we can't talk about that <laughs> remember oh, now you can't leave us there now just say it <laughs> now how can you stop <laughs> for all you know like once some mumbai charts chasing someone very desperately they need to get him <laughs> so who knows but going back to um, yeah so you made a very interesting point that franchises have a way to spend money at an auction table chennai I was just looking last year's mega auction we are talking about where you have a lot of players you build a squad the biggest and their most expensive player right now is at 16 crores who was not on the auction which is Jadeja yeah correct so that's 16 crores we are talking about Karan who might go beyond that and Chennai historically I can't I'm trying to think which was their most expensive buy at an auction ever I think Deepak Chahar Deepak Chahar 14 crores yeah. right that's yeah. what they've climbed to and that's why you can see uh, our friend Stephen Fleming's face at auction table when he's he's so like angry sometimes when he's chasing a player and then he has to pull out after 6 or 7 crores so that, that I don't think that will change but for Karan will they change I'm very very keen to know because this is a player that is who knows has does he have captaincy ability I do not know yet because we have not seen him but he has he has some sort of so csk love familiarity right they dhoni and the fact that karan even played for chennai at the age that he played tells you it was an extraordinary achievement because csk yeah. won't go for young kids but something about him really impressed dhoni really impressed flem willing to sort of get him in and give him quite a bit of game time at that time so there's no if there is a player who merits the deepak chahar argument like we're going to go all out and get him because he fits into i11 especially with dwayne bravo having retired it is current you they would rather go for current than go for you know uh, a player in that category or even stokes or even stokes even stokes yeah, the other cap- if you look from the captaincy point of view right now we know that jaduja jadeja is not the front runner you would think so after having what happened yeah. last time so you would think someone else needs to take over who is a, in in within the squad i can't see anybody so there so i think flemet sort of mentioned this on the q and a we did that they are prioritizing indian captains because yeah i mean have, usually franchise like that yeah and and they said they do and have and moin has yeah moin has captain in the 100 and yeah. seems to be a good head on his shoulders but gaikwad is obviously the most Uh, you know sort of sorted option as a captaincy candidate so uh, i don't know if they'll be looking for that leadership 
candidate this year as they might have looked a couple of years back there's always this theory going around <coughs> that that csk won kane williamson well finally he's actually available now so mm-hmm. i don't know if they're going to go for him as keenly as they did a few years back uh, i mean if they if they really wanted a captaincy candidate they would have figured a way to retain faf duplessis uh, and you know made him captain if if they had that sort of vision in mind because he was a natural successor had uh, you know had the succession plan been clear at that point which i don't believe it was <laughs> but uh, but yeah so i think they are prioritizing an indian captain and even if it means going to a young rituraj gaikwad they would do that so while karan makes the case on a lot of fronts the captaincy thing i think they will look for yeah. agree yeah. stokes stokes is an interesting one stokes is the other player karthik i think they who might give who might kind of end up being the second most expensive or something i i still i don't know why i i'm still surprised you all don't think he's going to get more than karan i I no, no. I mean, uh, look at a look at a vote that uh, poll that we did, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that threw up an interesting sample. I mean, it's like an exit poll. If this is an exit poll, then we have Nicholas Puran <laughs> should not look at that piece at all or that poll at all. Uh, but, but going by that poll, it, he's running current close, right? Both of them have got similar yeah. amount of percentage right. of votes. At, at this moment, the exact same, thirty-seven percent each. Who's the the question is who's the most expensive player will be at the twenty twenty-three IPL auction? Karan and Stokes have thirty-seven percent of the more votes. Puran has one percent. Harry Brooks seven percent. Mayank Agarwal three percent, and Cameron Green is there with fifteen. So what does that tell you? What it tells you one thing that your World Cup performance matters. Your uh, you you as a performer matters. As a captain, Stokes has all the qualities. We don't need to list out his CV here. We don't. He talks for himself. So. but franchises ronak was saying a point that he is not sure why in in terms of impact player if i got to got you right ronak stokes whether stokes has actually proved himself in the ipl fair enough he's not played that much ipl also but you look at it franchises look for you know more than me in a way you speak to these guys who are there on the bench and all the coaches it's brand value right it's that's that's owner certainly look for that yeah i mean ego plays a big role Ego plays a big role, right? For certain franchises, they want a big name player, and this yeah. is the biggest name in. I, I, who's the biggest name in cricket? Kohli and Stokes. In the auction, in the auction, there's no doubt this is the biggest. Yeah. The highest profile player exists that exists. So. Yeah, and you want that name. So, and just by that, his stocks have will kind of attract a lot of kind of attention, and hence I feel Stokes. And which other teams? You would think LSG. You would think, in fact. We have not spoken about one team, the defending champions, Gujarat yeah. Titans. They they are actually they are another team that how much is it? They have nineteen point two five eighteen players they have in the squad, and they need three overseas slot. Yeah, slots. They can go for either of these. They can yeah. go for any of these overseas guys, and they really want an overseas guys, uh, overseas all rounder. Yeah. and i feel that's the reason they might have released locky thinking i'm going to get an overseas all rounder who will do double my job because they also suffering in their batting department in terms of the reliance on hardik last year was very evident and um, miller and and miller of course yeah and miller is a finisher so they need someone who can look after the top order middle order kind of a guy whether it is an indian or the indian 100% because they i think they still feel very confident of their bowling with rashidan shami uh yash dayal had a really good season so i think they've got enough in their bowling but they know even if they won last year that you're not sure of wade you're not sure of ridhiman saha yeah uh, you're you know hoping that hardik has the kind of season he does uh tevatya you know these so they would want a more reliable top order player 
yeah. which which leads to Naga's point that they could really they could put all their money into Stokes, or at least mm-hmm. figuratively speaking, they could put a lot of their money into Stokes. For one name, I want GT to think. Do you reckon KW Williamson for uh, Gujarat? Cheap buy. He might be cheaper. He can help. He's he can be part of the top order. Um, and and kind of. I mean, he's not an all-rounder, of course, but. In case, in case they I, don't. I think I I don't know I don't know if I mean he's part of the first lot, isn't he? Yeah. He is, and but he's listed at two crore. Uh, so if someone else bids, that that it doesn't stay cheap for too long. Yeah, I feel yeah. SRH will buy. I don't think he'll be that cheap though. I think Williamson will still command a price in the six seven crore bracket minimum, and then in that case, anybody who's looking for him just to see if you can get the new you know the New Zealand skipper at a slightly bargain buy. As a bargain buy, then you'll pull out at six. So then you'll look at guys who really want to give Williamson a role or think he's going to be a part of their plan. So, so I don't think that'll happen. One out of the box name I had for Gujarat was actually Puran because uh, I feel like Puran's stock has has dropped. I don't see a lot of teams aggressively going for him. Naturally, he's not uh, he's not had the time of his life at the West Indies either. But it might just be the right time for. the right franchise at least to cash in on him you also have to really sympathize with certain players ending up at certain franchises you know uh, and whether they would have succeeded had they been given slightly better team better team environment better captain better setup so puran having been at punjab when no one expected anything from him and had that great season in 2020 and then ever since the expectations rose he's sort of gone south at a time where punjab also have had their troubles and then gone to sunrisers which was arguably you know the Weakest team after the auction, at least it was a very bizarre auction, and that they still managed to say somewhere in the middle that shouldn't uh, cover the fact that they didn't have a great auction last year. So I'm just thinking they're looking for somebody for Matthew Wade, right? Wade is not getting any younger. Uh, Ridhiman Saha is not getting any younger, so they will be in the market for a keeper. Uh, and who knows? Maybe in a slightly better environment, Gujarat Titans have shown they can foster this really chilled sort of backroom vibe. Maybe a Nicholas Puran might do well over there for them. If other franchises are not going to go hard on Puran and he falls in that four, five, six crore category, like people go like, okay, we don't need him because we've seen what he can do. If Gujarat can then snap him at anything between six and eight crore, I think that'll be a great buy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Puran. Even Punjab Kings. I'm wondering whether, but no, Punjab Kings actually don't need Puran. They yeah. they've <laughs> got Besto, they've got Rajapaksha. No, no they have. Livingston, they have. They've got Jitesh. Yeah, and their overseas are actually quite set. So they've got Livingston. Yeah, they uh, they, they don't yeah. need him. Gujarat Titans. Yeah, Puran. Yes. Naga, what about what about Harry Brook? We haven't spoken about him. He's got seven percent of the votes. He was player of the series when England played Pakistan in the T20I seven match T20I series. As we record, he's scoring once again in the Test matches in in Pakistan. He he seems pretty interesting. I think at one point five crore, he would invite a bidding war. Well, Trump already bid for him at Delhi Capitals. Yeah, um, I think the rival bid will be Asaraj. Hmm. And which and uh, I say Saraj because they do need they do they need someone if they don't buy back Puran let's say that's another strategy I, on the Puran front I feel that they would have thought that the value of Puran was too high um, it's not that much about his performance but if we release him we can always buy him back for six seven crores which is likely in that bracket Puran could fall into that bracket if he gets another uh, there are two bids so. Either if we don't get Puran, then we have someone in the right now. They have Makram, who's not bad. He's definitely not bad at all. Uh, 
But I think the SRH Nagar should remember that Glenn Phillips didn't play a game for them last year, and Glenn Phillips is surely going to play for them. Yeah, start of season this year. You so think so? But <sighs> it's amazing what a different the difference a year makes. I don't know if they. I, I think it would be bizarre if you are going to not play Glenn Phillips again uh, after the year that he's had, and you know that it depends on the coach, right? They also have Lara. Correct, so, correct. A correct. new head coach, a new thought process. Who knows what all will change? So um, yeah, I mean. Plus, I, I, Still not expecting great things. Uh, but Glenn Phillips, having said that, we need to look at in India. We are talking IPL in India, playing against spin. The numbers. These are. I mean, Glenn Phillips is a gun fielder. Amazing. Uh, yeah, he can play that impact twenty ball. He can make. He can create an impact. But can he withstand over a period of consistently for that? So but do, he's not. He's not at that run, no, Naga. So how will we know? We've not. We've not. No, I, I'm not dissing of Phillips uh, at all. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying the franchise might be thinking, "Am I confident in this person who has? We have not played that much." uh coming and playing turning out for me and being that batter do i want a backup and do i have a backup in someone like brooks and i hence i feel that maybe a brooks on the yeah. bench even if uh she has shown that caliber he has performed in pakistan um and he sh- his captain is talking him big obviously we're talking big like kohli would have said the same thing about or rohit would have said the same thing about one of the indian guys like shan kishno something if he was asked if this was about uh, these guys entering in some other competition so i feel brooks for srh could be one srh could be one uh, team that could be looking for brooks sure i've brooks. i've got brooks for delhi and the other one i've got at sunrisers you make a case but i've got philips and i would start with him blindly this season and then wait for him to fail to then see but he's going to be in my 11 and not one of my possible candidates and you've already got makram there tripathi there uh, we'll come to mayank in a bit but i think sunrisers make the best yeah. case for mayank agarwal Let, let's do my let's do my now because this is something we didn't say about surprises surprising releases maybe at the, at the start my uncle was captain of of punjab kings they've they've released him they've appointed dhawan as captain I, i don't know if everyone's agreeable with with that decision but dhawan the dhawan yeah the, the release yeah, my uncle clearly i think uh, run his course with punjab okay sort mm-hmm. of that simple uh, there's no doubting my uncle agarwal the player but we weren't seeing my uncle agarwal the player in that form as captain Uh, for Punjab and the fact that they were overloaded with openers, I don't think helped his cause. Mm. Uh, but the Punjab, the Mayank Agarwal we've seen when he used to just go all out a couple of years back in the IPL, he was a, you know, he was a sort of one of the highlights of that Punjab side. He was to used to more often than not overshadow KL Rahul, who used to you know take his time or you know have his own approach. Yeah. So Mayank, if you need that Mayank, I think you can get that Mayank. You just need to manage that and get him. So I think a change of franchises will help. So while Punjab ideally should not have let go of a player like Mayank Agarwal, that relationship had run its course. So it's fair he's in the auction, and uh, I think he will. Naga might. I think Naga will agree with me. He's probably going to be the most expensive Indian uh, at this auction, or at least could be. Not from a capped point of view. Maybe some uncapped kid will get a lot of money, but from the experienced Indians, I don't see anybody else really getting more money than him. So I think Sunrisers have a natural hole to fill with Williamson going at the top of the order. They also have zero candidates for captaincy right now, unless you're looking at Bhuvneshwar Kumar. So you have to at least give yourself the chance that you have a steady Indian, solid guy who will be in your eleven who could be captain. I'm not saying he's the best captain choice, but at least you have to give yourself an option. So I think Mayank coming in early with Sunrisers having large part of their purse intact in the first set should end up snapping uh, Mayank Agarwal. And just to finish the Brook point, I just felt the other team that may go for him is Rajasthan as backup yeah. ahead of Mayank. uh 
because sure. Hetmeyer also tends to want to fly wherever he wants to at his own leisure and pace and miss the odd game or yeah. two. So I think Brook fits nicely for that role that Rajasthan have, and they don't really have a lot of other shoes to fill. One more spot, but I think Brook is that that could be one place he could go. But Mayank for me, Sunrisers makes the strongest case for him. I was reading something about Chennai wanting him. I don't know if he fits at Chennai. Could <laughs> you would think a replacement for Robin? And uh, but Robin was replaced anyway within that squad only, na? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and CSK are like I think they want. Dhoni would want the current set of players or part of the first eleven to keep playing because mm-hmm. they are done okay, uh, except for maybe a Shipham Dubey possibly, but even he was being played consistently. Yeah. Dubey had his best year last year, so yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I'm good. Yeah, I, Mayank. I feel Punjab will buy him back. Wow. Yeah, Punjab will buy him back. He, he they just I guess 14 crores was too much. So they will buy him back, and he's in the first set. Teams are not going to go that hard for him yeah. because they would want. So that way, Punjab, if they, uh, that again, Bayless does. Do Bayless want Punjab uh, to buy him back is another thing. But I think they would because he resolve. He kind of solves their opening problem. No problem. He kind. There's no problem as such. But they've got Davan and Besto, no? Why would they need another opener? Or or I'm saying top order. Let's say Mayank will be part of the top order number three. Right now, who's their number three? He was only their number three, right? Yeah, I mean, they really like lap- captaincy was affecting him. Yeah. That we know. So he's freed of captaincy. He's a very good fielder. He has a lot of experience. So I don't think why Punjab. I don't see why Punjab should not buy him back. Then there are teams like Asarich will want him. Even Mumbai could think of him if they want, just to kind of see. But I don't think people are going to push hard on Mayank because. So so, so which is that. which is the franchise that's going to bid for Mayank and end up with Ajit Rahane? In their starting, I don't know whether Rahane will play. Uh, Rahane, unfortunately, not unfortunately, I think might go on sold this time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The first call. I'm quite certain he'll go on sold. First, no, not call. even the Pujara bit that happened last time. I think Rahane would deserve that. If that, mm. that. Maybe no, Rahane will get uh, something in the end of the pros- auction mm. when mm. they bring it all back. The thing the is, end. you need to look at it, Karthik. That last year was a mega auction. Teams yeah. right. were like building the spot. This time, they are filling the holes mostly. So, Rane, where does he fit in? Uh, so, he can't readily walk into a 11, like, unlike Mayak. So, hence, I feel that, yeah, uh, he might go. He will like, like if, you, if you have, a, what's his base price? A crore or two crore? What's it? Uh, I think half a crore it starts at. Uh, I'll just confirm, but. Who, yeah. Rane? Yeah. Rane, 50 lakh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that he might come for later. So let's, say, let's say Gujarat Titans have 50 lakh after they've got everyone they want and they think, okay, you know what, we'll keep Rane. If Shubman Gill has a niggle or two for one or two games, he can bat top of the order. That's that's what I'm kind of looking at because you know you can only bat him top two. Can't bat him anywhere yeah. else. Same yeah. way maybe Mumbai Indians may think, okay, if Rohit Sharma has a niggle or two, maybe one or two games, Rane can open for us if it's advanced day, he's familiar. That kind of attitude. But I would be surprised by it. I would rather much take a punt on a on one of the promising domestic uh, uncapped players. Who know, I think the uncapped players are going to be the fun. Uh, they might get a decent bid this time. Some of these undrafted any, players. Any any names you want to throw out there? Well, be, be, before the names, I just feel because of this impact player role, yeah. which mm. is potentially going to stick to this. Uh, they're going to stick to mostly Indian players, and if you're sticking to Indian players, they want players who are like coming for two or three overs or doing the job and getting off. And one name that is not an uncapped name, but 
people are talking about as Pius Chawla. Yeah. Because of his trade, uh, people might say, what the hell, Pius Chawla, why? Uh, but for franchises, it makes sense. They feel that if he's fit enough to bowl, <laughs> he's a better wrist spinner than many. Indian wrist spinner is something that is a rare, endangered species right now. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't think of, I mean, people keep talking. Shreyas Gopal is one name that he was not played at SRH last time. So he might just, people might just buy him. Mumbai are looking for one. CSK will want a wrist spinner, even if they have a Solanki, Prashant Solanki is a Mumbai guy. Uh, but... Uh, but yeah, uncapped names, the names but that... On, on Piyush, you know, so Piyush has made it his life's mission to come back to the IPL. He was, he took it, he was very hurt by the fact that he went unsold at a big auction where he thought there are 10 teams and somebody will go for Chawla, who is one of the top leading wicket takers. I think he's in the top five leading wicket takers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was working, of course, with us uh, uh, during the coverage and with Star Sports too. So I had the good fortune of spending a lot of times with Piyush off air, where you could literally see him, uh, and he'll have no problem <laughs> me sharing this, where you've literally seen him watch a leggy get whacked on TV, an Indian leg spinner, and say, Yellow, isko liya, or mujhe nahi liya. Iski googly se zyada to meri leg break se zyada to meri googly turn hoti hai. So <laughs> there, there, there was there was one player who got his eye more than others. It, it won't be hard to figure that one out. Oh, well, <laughs> right, but, but I'll be honest, Chawla makes a very fair case because some mm, of the leg spinners mm. we saw, A, there were teams genuinely uh, shy of a wrist spinner. Uh, CSK one, Mumbai the other. And uh, it didn't look like, you know, that any of the younger leg leggies don't seem to have it, you know, like some of the younger batters or fast bowlers might, you know, they seem exciting. But with due respect to some of the leggies, if anything, they've just gone down a bit. You know, the likes of Shreyas Gopal or Murgan Ashwin, uh, my young Markande, they're not really giving us that, you know, barring Vishnoi, who was really good for Punjab that the, in the first season he played. Barring him, I don't think there's been a really, you know, taking your breath yeah. away, stealing the headlines kind of leggy. So there's every reason to go to somebody like Piyush Chawla, go to someone like Imran Tahir. Maybe finally this year, Adam Zampa and uh, Adil Rashid and yeah. you know, Sodi will get more genuine sort of bids and not just, you know, add to the squad because uh, India don't seem to be producing that quality of leg spin anymore outside of the few that are already part of the squads and the franchises anyway. So yeah. I think Chawla for Mumbai makes complete sense. Mumbai have a, Mumbai like to keep good relations. Chawla has yeah. a great relation with them. He's played for them before. Uh, so I can see that happening. But, but uh, I think the, that's why this impact I think makes it very interesting. Play Chawla for the for his bowling and then yeah. replace him because then you have a batter and you have that 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 element kind of allows teams to think out of the box. Otherwise, that was restricting them because Chawla the batter and Chawla the fielder is not useful for them, right? As a utility. He's yeah, no, that's a very good point. Him. Yeah, And yeah. from what we're hearing, it's going to be used mainly for Indian players. So you have to think of yeah. it that way. Otherwise, I'm sure listeners would be thinking right now, oh, why don't you pick up an extra overseas guy and then maybe you could, you know, have Tabresh Shamshi bowl his four yeah. and get a get a top yeah. batter, Riley Russo to bat and Mark Boucher at Mumbai Indians must be all over this by now. Like, oh, let's get all the South Africans here and kill it. But if we're hearing, it'll only be something that the Indian players... Uh, you know, you can use for the impact substitute, in which case it just makes the case even stronger for somebody like Piyush Chawla, uh, because I don't see an older batter getting as much demand like an Ajinkya Rahane. I don't think he will hmm. be used for that, but you can certainly use somebody like Chawla. I'm always intrigued when why franchises never invest in a guy like a Zampa, who's like properly T 
second best or not joint best with Monindu and Rashid uh, in terms of T20 bowling. He's really good. I mean, I enjoy Zampa. And Rashid has shown, Adil Rashid has shown that what he can do. Um, but he's never played again properly in the IPL or... And, and he's listed. Man? He's he's listed at two crore as well this time. So he he's he knows his value. He's not coming for lesser. I think the for difficulty bits, so. for them is franchises is that are these part of my first eleven because mm-hmm. they take an overseas slot and are they as good because Rashid Khan can bat. He's a dynamic fielder. He's he kind of offers them all. The, he's a proper you know way a bowling all rounder in a way sort of in that sense. So. The other two, whether they can offer that, that's what. I mean, I don't know. Maybe SRH can think of Adil Rashid. Yeah. That's one name they could think of if they want to. Whether they will, I don't know. Um, yeah, uncapped players. Shivam Mavi, one guy, India fast bowler. There are teams like LSG, GT, whose uncapped bowlers last year are struggling with injuries. Mm. The top two, Yash Dayal and Mohsin Khan. Mm-hmm. Again, there are out-and-out fast bowlers. This guy can bowl. He's shown he can bowl in the early 140s easily, consistently. Mavi. In fact, he was touching, I think, 145 types, if you have to believe the speed guns in IPL and etc. So, um, yeah. Um, Mavi is there. Then there are other names. couple that, that I've, I've jotted down. One is, I've mentioned him briefly, somebody like Akash Vashisht, who... Yeah, PHP guy, right? Yeah, yeah. for him, they made the final. All-rounder types. Yeah, bowls, very handy, left-arm spin, very uh, sort of hard-hitting lower-order bat, left-hander too. So that's something that used to, that tends to attract franchises and a lot of spots open in the middle order, you know, like a lot of people who like to bat up top, which ends up having, you know, teams play or Ayush Badonis and uh, Rithik Shokins or whoever else in the middle. So you need it's something that teams are keen to do now, right? So uh, looking at Vashisht, uh, uh, that that could be a player that goes for a big bid. Uh, Sanveer Singh from Punjab is one of the few seam bowling all-round options that you have. Uh, more a bowler than a bat, but uh, fills uh, ticks a lot of boxes again in terms of uh, how many uh, how many options there are uh, with uh, with the Indian uncapped players from players who can bowl at a decent click. Uh, and tonk the ball lower down the order. So I think those are two names that I'll just throw in. In addition to Shivam Mavi, of course, will be and uh, Jagdishan, of course. Yeah, and Jagdishan. I thought Jagdishan might be a great. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to Jagdishan's best, I mean, how do I say it? Deva, who is like who knows everything about Jagdishan. Deva and Muthu from the. <laughs> 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 who has like he can easily write a book on Jack Deason. He believes that he's gonna go for he can he can kind of go for a massive amount. He just believes that every franchise virtually would want him. Um I, I don't think, want I to, think the Titans are the best suited for him again with the Saha situation. Saha and uh, the fact that they still would want a younger keeper bat option. So yeah. I think Titans would make for a good uh, it would make a good case for Jagdishan. Um overseas one name I really want. Uncapped in the uncapped category, one name I'm very keen to see is Lance Morris. Hmm. He franchises are talking about him. 
that I can confirm in the sense like they say that, wow, he can. And if you, was it Steve Smith in the Nets who backed away or rather said, they're not backed away, say that I'm not going to face him. One of the top yeah. Australian batters, there was one thing some, someone... This is, this is the guy who's known as the Wild Thing. Wild Thing part two after Sean Tate. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. he's, he's teams are looking for, teams like that kind of a Mark Wood kind of a bowler. Yeah, there is a chance like a Mumbai or yeah. even Chennai want of out and out fast bowler whether they, yeah, so... There are, he might be one person. I, I'm very keen to see whether whether he will get a good bet. Yeah. Whether he will firstly be bought, but whether he'll get a good bet. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. The IPL, uh, the IPL franchise love the Australians. You you would think that he would be got. You know, on these yes. sort of less known international players, just keep an eye out for all the players that have been picked up in the respective franchises in South Africa and the UAE. If teams look to build some kind of conglomerate yeah. familiarity point, a lot of the coaching staff is common in uh, the South Africa League as well as the uh, ILT20 in the UAE. So if you suddenly see an assortment of relatively unknown internationals come to the Mumbai Indians or Delhi Capitals or uh, you know CSK, then just check out what the Joburg Super Kings have done or the Dubai Capitals have done, or MI Emirates or MI Cape Town have done. And you'll see perhaps this is also part of the longish term strategy. It will not necessarily come in the way of, uh, it won't be an active part of the uh, dynamics of the auction. But the minute you have a couple of slots free at the end, instead of going for maybe a more well-known international cricketer, you might just see a lot of these guys get more dugout time in the same colors. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I can hear my cooker whistling in the background. I think that's a sign that we should wrap up and get about our day. Breakfast Please. for you, Naga. Lunch for Ronak and I. Um, excited for the auction. There'll be 405 players that are up for grabs, listener. It is 87 slots to be filled by the 10 franchises, including 30 overseas players. Ronak, Naga, your eyes, there it goes again. Your Ten. eyes will be firmly on the auction in Kochi. December the 23rd. Listener, we'll see you next week. Tada. Thank you. One thing. Should, mm-hmm. we, should we say that we are missing one person here? Who okay, are, who are we missing? This can go at the auction table. Gaurav Sundaraman. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> should we not give him that? <laughs> yeah, we? yeah, we'll, we'll give him that. We'll keep this in postscript. Uh, <laughs> you're, when you're watching the auction on, on Star Sports yeah. or wherever else it comes, uh, keep your eye out for the SRH table. You'll see yeah. a familiar face there, listeners, to and, this podcast. And when, we, and when we have to absolutely blast SRH for their auction strategy at the next podcast, we'll be right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent stuff, guys. Thank you so much. I will yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye, Naga. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Yeah.